NSA confirms Chinese cyber attacks have escalated. Tips for getting the most from an MSSP. And who hijacked Google's web traffic. These stories and more in this week's ISMG Security Report. Hello, I'm Nick Holland. According to cybersecurity experts speaking last week at the Aspen Cyber Summit in San Francisco, the cybersecurity non-aggression pact agreed to by China and the United States in 2015 appears to be very much abandoned. Here's ISMG's executive editor, Data Breach Today in Europe, Matthew Schwartz, with the details. Three years after an historic cybersecurity agreement was reached between the US and China, the deal appears to have gone out the window. In 2015, the White House threatened to impose sanctions on China unless it ceased its cyber-enabled economic espionage program against the United States. China agreed, and security researchers saw a marked decrease in attacks emanating from China or committed by groups connected to Beijing. Now, however, the attacks have resurged, apparently due to President Trump's trade war with China. While the U.S. hasn't imposed sanctions on China, it has slapped increased tariffs on Chinese imports into the U.S. As a result, the Chinese government appears to believe that cyber-enabled economic espionage is once again fair game. Meanwhile, the U.S. government says it's pursuing a variety of means to counter such attacks. The Justice Department, for example, has continued to name and shame some nation-state hackers. But Dmitry Oparovich, CTO of CrowdStrike, told last week's Aspen Cyber Summit in San Francisco that China's cyber attacks are less about cyber and more about multi-spectrum economic espionage. When you think about deterrence, the most impactful from my perspective is trying to figure out how do you change the calculus of the leadership of the nation as opposed to the individual operators. Because the reality is these are oftentimes military people, they're um, employees of intelligence agencies. If you just think about our own people and they're given a mission by the president or the director of NSA to execute a mission, what would a foreign nation states potentially do to deter them? Probably very little, right? Because the reality is you're given an order, you're gonna execute that order that's given your chain of command. The way to deter that threat actor is thinking about how do you prevent that order from being given in the first place. Even so, the US Department of Defense, as part of its recently released 2018 cyber strategy, has also pledged to take the fight to hackers. It's now emphasizing the concept of defending forward including attempting to stop hack attacks at their source without doing anything that would rise to the level of armed conflict. As part of a strategy it calls continuous engagement, DOD has also begun to publicly out foreign governments' hacking tools by uploading them to VirusTotal. But how feasible might it be for the US government to stop hack attacks at their source? That was a question posed by Washington Post reporter Ellen Nakashima last week, again at the Aspen Cyber Summit. To Rob Joyce, the former White House cybersecurity czar, who's now the NSA's senior advisor for cybersecurity strategy, to the director. How feasible is it, Rob, though, to to preempt at the source, to stop them before they actually start their their theft, their operation? Is that something that could actually uh, make a sizable dent in the problem? At times it will be, but overall it's, it's about making it harder for them to succeed. And some of that will be taking away the infrastructure they're using, some of it exposing their tools. Uh, There's a number of strategies you can come up with that just make it less effective, less efficient, and less likely to be successful. 
I think uh, you know one of the things we've suffered from in cyber operations is this um, th these movie plot scenarios where you you know two command lines and the problem goes away and people are deterred forever and will not continue. Th those primarily don't exist. What we need to do is um, is just as we're seeing a constant threat against us, we've got to mount a constant defense, and that includes the basics of really making sure you've defended your network right. and you've built it in proper architected ways, all the way out to using some of these capabilities to address the problem before it comes to us. Thank you. Clearly, the U.S. government continues to refine how it deals with nation-state hack attacks. But as China, among other countries, continues to escalate its cyber espionage, it's crucial to remember that it's occurring not separate to, but as part of much broader geopolitical disagreements and maneuvering. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Matthew Schwartz. You're listening to the ISMG Security Report on ISMG Radio. ISMG, your number one source for information security news. How can organizations get the most out of managed security services providers? In a conversation with Marianne Kalbusuk McGee, Executive Editor of Healthcare Info Security, cybersecurity expert Vito Sardinopoli, an experienced CISO, offers some sage advice on how healthcare entities manage detection and response services can be met by MSSPs. Well, yeah, definitely in the area of managed detection and response, that is an area where still still very green and, and as service providers serving healthcare entities, there's definitely a need and opportunity to address uh, how healthcare entities, particularly like smaller and mid-sized uh, entities, that don't have extensive capabilities and resources around uh, incident detection and threat detection and response, be able to provide the, those types of services. Um, many of the managed service providers are really not suited historically with um, providing the comprehensive and timely threat detection and response services that organizations need nowadays. For healthcare in particular, I mean, it certainly uh, goes across many industries, but in healthcare in particular, with the increased urgency of uh, being able to protect healthcare organizations because of them being more increasingly a, a target for uh, hackers and fraudsters, healthcare organizations need to get up to speed. For many of those small and mid-sized organizations, they, they almost need not quite a, a complete turnkey approach uh, offering, but they need uh, quite a bit of help in being able to uh, enhance their capabilities. And you know, many of them may already be using a managed service provider on a limited basis, but because they often have limited resources and capabilities internally, they have a need now to get help with threat detection and response, and now um, really looking for managed security service providers that can provide a more comprehensive and more updated scope of portfolio of services for their clients. Finally, Google is investigating an unorthodox routing of internet traffic that on Monday sent traffic bound for its cloud services instead to internet service providers in Nigeria, Russia and China. Jeremy Kirk, ISMG's Managing Editor, Security and Technology, has the details. Who hijacked Google's web traffic? That was the question on Monday after large amounts of traffic bound for Google's cloud services took a detour. 
The traffic took a path through ISPs in Nigeria, Russia, and China, which raised security worries. Google says that connections to its cloud services are encrypted and that data was not at risk. ISPs use an internet standard called Border Gateway Protocol, or BGP, to communicate changes in routing. BGP distributes that information and enables networks to connect with specific IP address prefixes. BGP is an open system and any network can make what are known as announcements or paths to reach our services. It's largely an honor system though and network operators hope that other network operators won't make unauthorized BGP announcements on their behalf. But there are no real mechanisms in place to stop that from happening, which leaves operators dependent on detecting mistakes on their own. Only Google should have announced its own traffic routes, but a Nigerian ISP called Main One admitted later on Monday that it made a mistake when configuring its BGP filters. Main One announced more than 200 prefixes or blocks of IP addresses belonging to Google. Each prefix may have contained as many as 8,000 individual IP addresses. BGP is designed so that network announcements propagate to other ISPs. Main One's mistake was then picked up by China Telecom, which then broadcasted to the Russian ISP Trans Telecom. About two hours later, the erroneous routing was fixed. Routing traffic is a delicate process and mistakes can end up in outages. Also, there are concerns that nation states have been tampering with BGP on purpose in order to watch internet traffic for surveillance purposes. There's no evidence in this instance that the routing problem was malicious, but some experts believe that Russia and China have engaged in malicious route hijacks before. Experts have also called for improvements to BGP, arguing that the protocol and the lack of security mechanisms around it poses an extremely weak point in internet infrastructure. There are good ideas on how to do this, such as the digital signing of route announcements to ensure they're coming from the right source. The internet appears to work like magic, but many have joked it's actually exceedingly fragile and basically held together with duct tape. Fixing the underlying infrastructure is far from trivial and requires cooperation of literally the world. And those types of initiatives can take years, if not decades. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Jeremy Kirk. That's it for this week's ISMG Security Report. Theme music is by Ithaca Audio. I'm Nick Holland. Catch you next time.